0: He nailed it, nailed it. good evening, we're all ready. Tonight we're learning Maseches Yoma, Daf Dalit. We are in the midst of discussing a machlokes of Rav Yochanan and Rav Lakish. What is the machlokes that they're having? They're discussing what the Mari Makom is for the Halacha that our Mishnah writes, that we have to separate a Kohen seven days prior to uh, prior to Yom Kippur. So the machlokes is that according to Rav Yochanan, He learns out from the world of Miluim, that by the Miluim, Aaron had to be separated. And according to the Shita of Rav Shimon ben Lakish, he learns out from Sinai. He learns out from Sukkim that that speak about Har Sinai. So what we're going to do today, uh, primarily, uh, for the most part, is we're going to analyze this Machlokas. And then, very well done, Mark. That was was great. Very well done. The discipline is amazing. I, I lack that. So, my side. And, uh, uh, so the Gemara is going to discuss this machlokas, a little bit of banter, and we're going to see two very long brysas that try to support, one to support the shita of Rav Yochanan, that it's uh, learned out from Miluim, and one to support the shita of Rish Lakish, that we learn out the half-brush of the coin for Yom Kippur from the world of Sinai. Let's get started. Top line of Dalim and Almost a perfect blot. We're going to stop. Well, it depends what time it is, because I prepared more, but we'll see how, how much time it is. It's a very long on the days. Uh Let's start moving. Says the Gemara, top of Dalat and Madal of Tam. Yochanan says to Lakish, Look, I understand my perspective. That we learn out that a coin has to be mafresh from the world of Miluam. It makes sense to me because, hainu de this is what the brysa writes when it says, kol shiva, mikol chatos that in, in these cases, we would do the haza by the Kohen. He would get hazav during the seven days of preparation. Nami, Just like when the Kohen is preparing for Yom Kippur, he gets uh, hazav. he gets sprinkled with mechatos. So to in the miluam, he gets sprinkled with blood. Ela alfinan misinai, but you who learned that the 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 source for the kohen separating from his family seven days in advance is from Sinai and not from Miluim? I don't understand your shita, because while I have the Milun to rely upon as a comparison to say that at least there's Hazah, however Hazav is Sinai mi havoi. What kind of sprinkling was there in Sinai? There was no sprinkling in Sinai as they were preparing for Har Sinai. So therefore, the Gemara says, Rav Yochanan says, Rish Lakish. I don't understand your Shita. Six lines down on Dalam of seven lines down. Omar Le, responds, But your according to your reasoning, Rav Yochanan, you don't make sense either. Mim-nicha. How can you say that it's all about uh, Miluim and that we we have Hazah by Yom Kippur and we have Hazah by the Miluim? Those two types of Hazah are very different. Bimiluim Miluim Dam. The blood in the times of the Milun that the Hazel was done with blood, but Hacha, in preparation for Yom Kippur, when Aaron was separated from the pack in order to prepare for Yom Kippur, that wasn't blood, the sprinkling was done with Mayim. So, you're trying to tell me that there is a common denominator between the world of Yom Kippur and Miluim, and therefore we can learn from, Yom, from Miluim to Yom Kippur to say that we have to separate the. No, they're, they're different. So, says the Gemara, Rev Yochanan to Reish Lakish. That's not a good question, Reish Lakish. Ha Lokasha. not a question. Why? The Tani Rev Chia says, and we'll see this quote later on today. We don't look at the difference between Mayim and Dam as significant differences when speaking about the fact that they're both in the category of Hazo. And therefore, says Rabbi I am able... I am able to compare from the world of Yom Kippur to the world of Miluim, and therefore my comparison is good. Elo, L'didach, Rav Yochanan says, but, but you, Reish Lakish, I really don't understand your sheets about Sinai. L'didach, Hazob is Sinai Mihavoy. Everyone agrees that by Sinai there was no sprinkling, and everyone agrees that by Yom Kippur there was sprinkling. You're trying to ask me about the difference between Dam and Mayim. What are you even, how are you even asking me that question? Sinai has no Hazo at all. It's apples and oranges. You can't even compare the two. So how can you tell me learn from Sinai? Oh, Omar Le, my You're right. You're right. It's not the Ikuva. You're right that when it comes to the time of Sinai, at that time, that uh, they didn't have to do it. But it was a my It would have been a wonderful thing if they would have done Hazah. Compar- com- a good enough comparison. <laughs> now the Gemara is gonna say here, Tana, Tanya Kavasei de Yochanan, Tanya Kavasei de Reshlakish, Lakish are about 10, 12 lines down. And the Gemara is gonna go through one brysa, which will take us till six lines before the bottom of the page. Another brysa, which will take us halfway down the Amid Beis. Um, and there is some subtlety in each of them. So let us get started. And remember, Tanya Kavasi de Yochanan, what did Rav Yochanan say? Just to reiterate, Rav Yochanan said that the um, the idea that we are mafresh Kohen gadol, Seven days prior to Yom Kippur is learned from Miluam. So let's see in this b'risa where we see this. The Pasuk writes, Bezos, with this, Aaron should come to the Kodesh. B'ma she'am or What is the word Zos talking about? That which it says by this this topic, says the Gemara. I don't know what you're talking about. Maihi, what does the word Zos mean? No, no, don't worry. B'inyin miluim, b'inyin de miluin. We're talking about something with miluim. Says the Gemara, please be more detailed. Umma ha'am or b'inyin What what Tell me what you're talking about. What does it mean, b'zos Yavo Aaron? All these, these feigned, veil, veiled ideas, just tell me what you mean. Answers the Gemara, a third of the way down. And what are we talking about? What does it mean when it says, Aaron separated from his family for seven days, and then he hit Yom Kippur. And Moshe spent that time dedicated to making sure that Aaron knew what to do during the avoda. The the Brysa continues even for generations to come. It wasn't just that first Yom Kippur, whatever that first Yom Kippur was. It wasn't just that first Yom Kippur. The Aklodoros, even for all generations of Yom Kippur, of course, in the times of Beis Kohen Gadol, Pore Shiva Echad. We would then require that the Kohen Gadol separate to make sure he remains Tahor uh, for seven days and then be Mashame Shom Echad. And then two children, two students of Moshe, namely, two people who follow Moshe's Mesorah, namely, two people who follow, follow Torah's Moshe Rabbeinu, that we have Torah Shabbat. That's why the Gemara says, Remember, in the early times of the Beis HaMikdash, that's what we were challenged with. and all of the times of the Beis HaMikdash, that's what we were challenged with. We had the Stukim who were not gores, uh, the Torahs Moshe Rabbeinu. So they thought there were no Dinei derabanan. They thought that everything in the Torah pet was ridiculous and totally uh, unfounded. Today's Gemara is a big knock to that, as we will soon see. Um, but what the Gemara is, is saying here is that Afladoros in the future, who are the people who are going to educate the Kohanim? They have to be Talmidim of Moshe, and we have to make sure they're not Zduke. They have to be Talmidim of Moshe. What does that mean, Talmidim? Not literally Talmidim of Moshe. Not literally, but people who are from, people who accept upon themselves that there is a, a second body of Torah, not just Torah Shebich but also Torah Shebal Pellah, who don't hold that way. And that is true, the Mikan, says the Brisa, just about halfway down on Dalim and Mikan Amru, Shiva Yomim Korem Yom Kippur, Mavrishim Koyin Galom Ibeis O Lishkas Parhedrin, that seven days prior to Yom Kippur, the coin separates himself from his family and goes into the Lishkas Parhedrin, just like our Mishnah writes. And Brisa continues, just like by Yom we separate out the Kohen Gadol in order to prepare him for Yom Kippur, Remember, that was the first Mishnah we, that we saw, the first Risa that we saw, saw quoted in our Mishnah. It's actually a Mishnah quoted in our Gemara right at the beginning. We had our Mishnah, and then when our Gemara opened on Be'ezam and Aleph, it quoted another Mishnah, which said this exact idea, a quote, that we have the same Din by Yom Kippur that we have by Para aduma that the Kohanim who would do that avoda. Needed to be separated from their families for seven days in order to remain Tahor. The the and both of them, Mazan Allah kol Shiva, Mikol shayusha. both of them would end up getting the Hazah, getting sprinkled throughout that time. The question that we saw above from Rish Lakish, Rish Lakish's question against Rav was rooted in a Abrisa. You tried to compare Yom Kippur to Milun, but Yom Kippur, we're talking about. Water for the sprinkling because no korbanas were brought yet. It was the week before Yom Kippur. No korbanas were brought that day for them to do haza. They were only getting sprinkled with mechatas to make sure that the coin was taller. Uh, but by milum, it was dam, says the Gemara, like we saw earlier. Don't worry. amris Don't worry, the practice is not done yet, but let's pause for just a moment. What have we seen so far? Black on white. The Breitza writes, we know from the world of Miluim that a Kohen Gadol has to separate from his family for seven days, separate from the world for seven days to the Lishkas Parhedrin. That's what the Brysa says, super clear. That was Rav Yochanan Shita in the Amal Rav Yochanan was following this track in the Tanayim, very clear. Remember, the Gemara says, how do we know that the Kohen Gadol has to separate for seven days? Rav Yochanan says, we got it from the Miluim. The Gemara says, yes, we did. We have a Brysa that supports Rav Yochanan. Perfect picture. However, the brysa doesn't conclude here and strangely adds a second Mari marimakom to say the same exact thing. The omer, the brysa adds almost two-thirds of the way down, daftal and The omer as well, the brysa says, we have another reason as to why we know that there is a haftrasha of the Kohanim. Before both Yom Kippur and Parah Aduma, what is that second reason? Because the pasuk that we saw in Bezezamid Amud Aleph, Kasher Asa Bayom Hashem Laasos And how do we darshan that pasuk? Laasos Elu When the pasuk says the word Laasos, it comes to isolate and remind us about a para. Yom And there we said in our Gemara earlier that this was an indicator that those two areas of halacha, Yom Kippur and Parah Aduma, that both of those need to be niprash seven days prior to the mitzvah. So now we have the whole svarah of, of what we saw above, of Aaron and from the Miluim, and then we have this Pasuk as well. The Gemara is going to ask a few questions on this. We started out our b'risa with, uh, with the Pasuk of Bezos, Yavo Aaron, the Pasuk. We said, what does the Pasuk mean, that you have to be mafresh? asks the Gemara, but wait a minute. The word Bezos that was used in the beginning of this b'risa to support of Yochanan was used already and as we know, you usually can't use a Pasuk twice. So says the Gemara, hold on one second, bizos. the word Bezos that in the beginning of the Brisa, you used to teach me that a coin has to be niprashed from his family for seven days. Mi boile we need it for itself to indicate which corbanos to bring. And what korbanos were they? So you can't use the word zos twice. You're trying to word, use the word zos in the Brisa to teach me that a coin has to separate for seven days, and then you use that same exact word bezos to, to teach me which korbanos to bring. Says the gemara, that's a problem. Answers the gemara, fifteen lines or so from the bottom. Amre, the answer is no. If all that the pasuk was trying to teach was about a korban, lemakra baze oveele. Then we could, the Torah should have used a different language. What a, what a subtle deal. We would never have thought of this. The word Bezos means this. We don't uh, translate so deeply and so richly. But the Gemara says that if all that the Pasuk was indicating was one item, just that what the Korban is to bring, Par ben baka, whatever the Korban was, so then... All it would have said, the Pasuk would, would not have said Bezos Yavu Aaron, it would have said Bizet or Beela. My Bezos, Shamasmi no Tarte. So the Gemara analyzes the Brysa and says, Wait a minute, what about the Pasuk Bezos? You can't use it for two reasons. Answers the Gemara, You can, because the word Bezos should not have been the word that they use. It should have been bezet or Beela. The fact that it says Bezos, we can learn two things. Number one, what the Brysa taught in the beginning, that we are able to extract from the word Bezos, that there is a din to wait seven days to separate a coin for seven days. And then the second din is the is the is the korbanos that are brought Very good. the Why does the brysa bring two different text proofs to indicate that a coin has to separate for seven days? The first one was the pasik bezos aaron and the whole explanation therein. The second one was this pasik that we just saw Kasher Kasher Why do we have both? Just give me one So says the Gemara Gavaldic answer. My, Omer, 10 lines from the bottom. D'chitema, because that I only had one Mari Makom. If I only had the first one, what might I have thought? Says the Gemara, here's what I might have thought. Yom Kama, only the first Yom Kippur, who the boy Prisha. We only had one, one story of Miluim. It doesn't repeat every year. So I might have thought the Yom Kippur is like Miluim that it's a potcha, just once in a blue moon. But every other year by Yom Kippur, I wouldn't be required to. Uh, but in all of the subsequent years of Yom Kippur, lo, I would not have to separate the coin. Or I might have had another thought. Inami, coin gadol, kama, only the first time that there's a coin gadol would he need to do that. But, but subsequent and future koan and gadol don't need require this half rush of seven days. Uh, lo, I would have, might have thought that that's the case. Tashma. therefore, the Brisa taught us. To Makomos to indicate that we need to know that this Afresha not only exists in history in that one moment in time by the first Yom Kippur by the Miluim, but Afilu dore Doros even for all generations in the future when there's a Beis Hamikdash, the Halacha is that um, that they are obligated to uh, separate the Kohen for seven days. Beautiful, clean. Rav Yochanan says we say that we learn it all from Miluim. Says the Brisa. Couldn't agree more. Until we see the next price, because the next Brysa flips everything on its head, not in this Sugi at all. These Mari Makomo stand. However, this next Brysa does have a very strong indication, like the Shita of Reish Lakish, that we learn this from Sinai. Let's check this out nine, eight lines from the bottom. Reish Lakish was of the opinion that where do we learn that a coin has to be separated from the world for seven days and be put in the Lishka's aparhedron? That's only true. Uh, that's where do we learn from? We learn from Sinai. Uh, what are the Marimakomos? Says the Gemara. Moshe Allah beAnan. Moshe was up in a cloud. beAnan. He was covered in a cloud. He was sanctified in a cloud. Torah An added word in the Gemara, according to the uh, Hagos Zionim here, um, based on Kisve Yad. So kdusha betahara. How do we know that Moshe was the one who was covered by the cloud? Targum well, says it. Let me just read the whole plastic so we have more of a clarity. And listen to the words. So according to the Tanakhama, who was covered? Moshe was covered. So when was he covered? It was given, the clouds were given as cover for Moshe. After the Aser Sadibros were received. Now we know that there were 40 days from the time that Moshe went up to Harsinai until the time he came down. What date did he come down from Harsinai? Shivasar Batamuz. On that day, Nishtabru Haluchos, he came down, Egel Azov, he flipped appropriately, flipped out, and broke the Luchos, right? and the gemara says good job moshe i remember where that is remember that is the gemara says yeah right the gemara says he did a good job great job in breaking the luchos and as we just learned at the end of Shgalim, don't worry not a long reference but as we learned at the end of shkallim the luchos Rishonos, and shneios were measured perfectly to fit in the aron. so they were cracked but they weren't crumbled seemingly from the way we did our measurements or they hold the same area even broken i don't know i gotta figure out the math by the time. what or they could have glued them together, or Hashem could have glued them together, a lot of possibilities, something, something happened. So Rabbi Reb- clearly here in the Gemara, uh, he indicates that Moshe was the one who was covered in the cloud. Uh, and that's what the Pshat in the Pasuk means when it says, Hashem However, Rabbi Akiva Omer, no, Hashem, when did the cloud start? Not after the asar Sadibros, not on the seventh of Sivan, after, after the whole uh, the receiving, receiving of the asar Sadibros. When did the cloud start? He says, No. From Aleph Sivan, six days earlier. That's when it started, says the Gemara, who was covered by the cloud. What does the Pasuk mean when it talks about says the Gemara. Lahar, the mountain was covered by krel Moshe, Moshe Omdin. Everyone heard Moshe Moshe and, and the Jews all heard the same thing. When I read the Pasuk earlier, the Pasuk speaks about Moshe. Why does it talk about Moshe? The cloud was over everyone. They heard everything, says the Gemara. That was only the Kavala Moshe that he was given this extra real estate. in the Torah to have his name added. But really, the, the cloud was over everyone and everyone could hear everything. The brisa continues. Reb Omer, No, the cloud was to give him a sanua place to make sure that he was like a Malach that had no food or drink in his system at all. Rav ben Charash No, lo ba akasuv elo leayim alav kadesha Torah nitna nitenes beema beira an added word berezes uvizeya. So he says that the reason why Moshe was mentioned was to uh, add an extra level of yira shamayim for him of ema a fear yira resezayah. We have to translate all of these words are all are all synonyms. Sheneemar as we say as the pasuk says ibdu Hashem beyira. Vigilu biraada. So says the my Vigilu Birada. What does it mean to be happy and to tremble, to be fearful? Amarabada Bemakom gila sham tehe Years ago I used to give a shiur on this when I was teaching in Camp Moshaba about, about modulating our emotions to match the Jewish calendar. Extremely difficult. When it comes to Tishabav, we train our psyche and our emotions and our neshama to be sad mamish, purely. And then on Rosh Hashanah, Malchus, and Yom Kippur, we have Chait and Kapara. It's a roller coaster. It's an emotional. So this is what this is, a, this is. where it all comes from. Gilu Birada. We have to know how to be begila, to be gishmak and excited about our Judaism, while at the same time, it being Birada, recognizing that we're only lifnei Melech Malcham and Lachim Hashem Baruch Hu. The uh, Ramak or Moshe Cordovera writes in Tum'ah Devora, Mechalkel Chaim B'Chesed Mamish. Like, you know, he gives this idea of like. Uh, imagining a red balloon. You know, like if you sit there and close your eyes and you can really picture the red balloon, he goes, that's HaKadosh Baruch Hu keeping all of us alive and well. That's It's Sofa. So we have to try and balance these emotions up. But that's what the Gemara says is that a lot of uh, Debre Torah are given about this. What? He says that uh, the world exists for as much as HaKadosh Baruch Hu wills it to exist, just like you would will that red balloon to be in your Image of your mind. So he says that we should have some Yurasha mind because our whole life is predicated on the kodesh baruch willing our existence. So we should be happy that we exist, but we should have a recognition that it's all a tana So that's the end of the brisot. What does that do with what we're talking about? Uh, seemingly not so much. Let's continue. The gemara says We're about ten lines down on daladam Base. b'may kamiflege. Rav Yosi Haglili we said that they were arguing about the Pasuk of Vayishkon. Do we say that the clouds were over Moshe, or do we say, and, and starting from after Asarasa Debros from the 7th of Sivan and on, or do we say like Rabbi Akiva, the the, that the clouds were over the Jews, starting on Aleph Sivan, six days earlier? So what are they arguing about? They're arguing about the Plugta Tanoim. The following Machlokes Tanoim is similar to Rabbi Osiak, Lili and Rabbi Akiva, Daftalim, and Beis last of the short lines, the Tanya, the Bricea writes Famous Machlokes in the, in the Tanoim bishisha b'chodesh Nitna Torah However, Rav Omr Omer Bo. All right, famous machlokas. When, when did Shavuos take place? Uh, when did the actual uh, Kabbalah Satorah take place? Was it on the 6th of Sivan? Uh, of Nisa, uh, yeah, Sivan, mm-hmm. excuse me. Was it on the 6th of Sivan or was it on the 7th of Sivan? Now here's where the brains kick in, says the Gemara. Ma'an da'amar he who says that Shavuos was actually on the 6th, that's Bishisha Nitno Vishiva Allah, he says that, uh, that Moshe received the Torah on the sixth day, and he went up to the mountain on the seventh day. Skip the parentheses. And according to the one who says that the Torah was given on the seventh day, on that very day, he got the Torah on that day and went up. The that Hashem called Moshe on the seventh day to go up. Now, Rabbi Yossi Haglili, Rabbi Haglili Savar Lakitana Rabbi Aglili holds like the shita that holds the Amar B'shisha B'shisha b'chodesh Hashem al What does Rabbi Yosei Aglieli say? Rabbi Yosei Aglieli says that the clouds are over Moshe. What happened? We got the Torah on the 6th day and Moshe went up on the 7th day. Perfect. He didn't learn the whole Torah. The Rambam and the Psittah of the Tzether Mishnah Torah has a whole arichus on this as to what was actually given at Har Sinai. If you've noticed, the language here has changed from a serf to Torah, and even Torah, what does that mean? There was a lot that happened at Har Sinai. Very very difficult uh, from a historical perspective to perfectly analyze. Even this Gemara has a lot of gears that changes. In fact, to make sure that we have some degree of clarity, but it's very difficult. Ayn at the Rambam in the beginning of Sefer Mada, there's a whole introduction in the first couple of paragraphs about this. So he says that the, the that the the Torah slash uh Assar were given on day six and Moshe went up on day seven and the cloud covered Moshe. And he went up the kabule Shar Torah, one third of the way down, about seven lines into the wide lines, dalat the If you wanna say. This is Rav Aglili talking. You can't say like Revi Akiva. If you want to say like Revi Akiva that the clouds started on Rosh Chodesh, I don't understand. The sentence, the Pasuk doesn't make sense because it says that on the seventh day, he went to go get the Esser Sedibros. He already got it on the sixth day. Then he's going up to get it already. The Pasuk says that there were clouds for those six days, for those particular six days that they covered. They would have been gone according to the approach of Rav Aglili. So he uh, according to Rabbi Akiva, so he rejects that. Rabbi Akiva, so that. Rabbi Akiva holds like the opinion who says the Amar Bishiva, the Torah that really the Torah was given on the seventh day. So then the Gemara asks as follows: Rabbi Akiva, I understand the sheets of Rabbi Akiva. This makes sense because according to his math, the six days of the clouds were from Aleph to Vav Sivan. On the seventh day, he went up for 40 days, and here's the math. If you go up on the 7th of Sivan, and you count the days till the end of the month, it's Esrin ve'arba de Sivan. There are 24 days left in the month of Sivan. And then Vishisar, there are 16 days um, in Tammuz until you get to Shiva, Saba Tammuz. Then it, we understand how, we, how he got onto the mountain for 40 days. The six days were outside of the count, that makes perfect sense, from Aleph to Vav of Sivan, and the next 40 days brought us to Shivasar, the Tammuz. Shivasar Nachiz, he came down on the 17th of Tammuz, he saw the uh, the Asiva Sabrinu, the and then he broke the Luchos. But says the Gemara, what I don't understand is the following, halfway down. Lili Amar Shisha, uh, he says the Shisha Dehar. If he says that there were six days of clouds followed by forty days on the mountain, so then if those six days started on the seventh of Sivan, then instead of the the Luchos being broken forty days later, it should be forty-six days later because the six days. Started on the seventh of Sivan, and you want the six days of the clouds to be there. That's forty-six days. And says the Gemara, Ad bit Tammuz, lo ispar That would be six days later than the seventeenth of Tammuz. It would be the twenty-third of Tammuz when the when the Luchos broke. And we know that that's not when the Luchos broke. So therefore, says the Gemara, I don't understand Answers the Gemara, No, incorrect. The count works like this according to Rabbi Yosi Aglivi. The six days that he went up, here's how it worked, on the 6th of, on the 7th of uh, Sivan, uh, he went up on the mountain. Those first six days were days of, of prisha for him, and uh, those were days of prisha for him, and then the, it was part of the 40 days, 34 days later, he came down from the mountain. Okay, so that's how we learn from this brightsa that there is a prisha for Kohanim Gedolim, or a prisha before Kedusha, really, because it wasn't Aaron, it was Moshe who went up to get it, so we saw that there were these six days. Just remember, a recollection that we spoke about the fact six versus seven. Really, there was only six days of requirement. Why did we say yesterday there was a seventh day added? We were concerned that if a a man was with his wife uh, on the evening that led into the six days prior, and she was poresis nida, she ended up getting her or she ended up uh, reaching her menstrual cycle during tashmeshamitah, so then he would also be tametumas nida. So the postgim write about this, the postgim say, what if uh, the mitzvah tash a woman recognizes that she was poresces nida, that she becomes a nida? So the Shulchan Aruch writes based on the Gemara that they, they're m'sayim tash behavior mace. No tash m'shamita. it just stops so that there's no isr uh, Kari. so being with a nida. Very, uh, very delicate halacha, but that is uh, based on this specific concern here. The reason why it's six days uh, well the reason why Rebuita Bem says seven days was to be Hoshesh for the concern of a woman whose paresses need the Batashmashamita, but that's why it all, always says six here. We're a little bit more than halfway down on Daadamudbe's mar. We saw at the top of the page the following quote. "Amar Mar going back to something we learned earlier. We said earlier, according to one approach, that when we were looking at the Pasuk of Ayishkon, and it talks about Moshe, that all the Jews were under the cloud. All of the Jews were, were in earshot of a Kodesh Baruch. Hu. So it says the Gemara Moshe, the Rebbe omdin. Everyone was together. We were just trying to show a little bit of kavod to Moshe. That's why his name was mentioned, but really everyone was together. Sounds like everyone can hear everything because everyone's together. If, if you're all in the same room and I'm talking at the same volume, minus hearing deficiencies, you're all going to hear me approximately the same. So says the Gemara, well, if that's true, then I don't understand the Pesach. base says the Gemara two-thirds of the way down. lo, only he heard it. Kol Eilav, that's what the Pesach said. Only Moshe heard it. Moshe, how could it be? They're all in the same earshot. Obviously, this is all miraculous. Obviously, we don't know what it means to hear. Kodesh Baruch Hu says the Gemara. This is not a steward. Yes, the pasuk really meant to say that all the Jews were in earshot. And yes, sometimes only Moshe heard. How so? Lokasha, haba sinai, haba olmo. I didn't see, everybody heard, but in the olmo, it only Moshe heard. Another answer, vibaysema, haba kriya, haba dibor. There's two different types of conversation. One is kriya, a regular calling out, and one is dibor. Kriya is for the Tsibor, that's the pasuk. And haba dibor, that's talking about kol love that only he heard uh, the language of dibor as more of an intimate language, and that applied only to him. Next piece of the Gemara, Ribzrika Zerika Rami K'ra'e K'ameh de Rabbi Elazer. brought two contradictory P'sukim in front of Rabbi Lazar. Some say it wasn't Rabbi Zirika. Rather, it was Rabbi Zerika Rami. Uh, rami Zerika quoted Rabbi Lazar. One way or the other, what are the conflict- conflicting P'sukim? It says, The Gemara K'siv, el that Moshe could not get to the Olamoy because there was a cloud. And then the next Pasuk writes, Was the Anan impervious or was it not? It says in the first Pasuk he couldn't get through the cloud. In the second one it says he walked right in. So what's going on with the cloud? did he have to be called to come in? Um, that's a great question, but that's not what the Gemara answers. The Gemara gives a different answer. The Gemara says, mm-hmm. Lemoshav ha'avio ba'anon. Kodesh Baruch Hu grabbed him by the collar of his shirt and said, "Please come here." Picked him up and moved him. You ever see dogs move their puppies? They grab, they take a bite by the neck and they pick them up and they move them up and they. So la'avio so Second kaviochal It says the Gemara that that's what happened. A Kodesh Baruch Hu grabbed him and, and and moved him physically. So what does that mean? It means that you can't walk in a cloud unless the Kodesh Baruch Hu pulls you into the cloud. Fine. Next the bigger Rabbi than our namar kanvisokh and namar lahalan And similarly we have a conflict in sokim over here it says besokhanon and over there benamar lahalan besokh where else does it say the word besokh vaya beneshop besokhah talking about kreasyamsop so it says the gemar malahalan shviel dechshivah maim choma. we know of course that there was a shviel there was a pathway in the water so too avkan shviel so too here uh when he was brought into the cloud there was a pathway i have no idea what that means i don't i, I don't know what that means Two dots, twelve lines from the bottom. Why does the pasuk say both languages that he called out to and he spoke to? Why does it say Kriya and Divor? The Torah is teaching us to be a Val midos. How so? You're, you're not the one. Don't just walk over and start schmoozing. There's a there's a there's a method to the madness that there should be a Kriya before there is a Divor. Same exact idea. Lay more. The Pasuk says the word lay more. What's the Pasuk? The Pasuk says, reading from the side here, by Yikra El Moshe, by Daber, Ahashem, a love, may ohel mo'ed lay more. So, why at the end of the Pasuk do we say the word lay more? Says the Gemara and the Gearsos here are very, very difficult. I'm using here the Ghost with Sionim, and it's Omar Rev Minasya, Bar de Red Rabanasya, Mishme de Rab Rabanasya. That's uh, what it's supposed to read. Uh, and it should be rabba, mishme rabanasya rabba. So basically it's coming from Ravnasya. How do you know that if you tell something to a friend, you should, you are forbidden from repeating that until he says that you can say it postgame here say that it doesn't literally mean that it's like an itzer, uh, but it's uh, it's not appropriate to do so. He answers the Gemara, Hashem spoke to Moshe, but until he said, and go repeat it to other people, Moshe, Moshe was indicated to that he should not repeat that. Back to a halachic piece of the Gemara, uh, from before our machlok, it's really, from before today, going back to yesterday's dafyomi, when we learned about the machlokas that we started with today, about, well, that we continued today with Rav Yochanan and Rav Shlakesh in regards to how we know that a coin has to be separated for seven days. Michlal, one thing that we can see is ditarvaihu sviruluhu miluim kol the spirit sviruluhu they both hold. Rav Yochanan and Rav Shlakesh both hold that kol hakasub bahen meake bahen. It seems to be that they both agree that whatever halachos are written by the miluim. It is li'ikuva, namely, that if you skip any one part that the Torah writes is a- obligatory, it will uproot the quality of what you're doing, halachically speaking. It says the Gemara, how do we know this? To itmar. Itmar is always a statement of the Amorim. In Amoraic language, we refer to statements of Amorim as the mamra To itmar, miluim. When it comes to miluim, there's a machlokas in the Amorim. What's their machlokes? Had Amor, one of them says, kolakasu b'hen, one says that anything that it says by miluam is uh, going to be ma'akev. If you skip that aspect of halacha, you will not be Yote. No, the only things that are ma'akev are going to be things that are ma'akev only in the future. But if it's uh, something that applied to that first year only, so then... Um, it would not be maakev. Anything that was uh, that was not going to be maakev forever. So that would not be leikuba. the Gemara can conclude that the uh, Rav That it must be that the line in the Gemara that says the more strict line that says that any halacha that was stated by miluim, if it wasn't done, it's going to be leikuba. That must be Rav Yochanan. Why? Midekamar because we saw in the Gemara earlier. they Shem Ben Yesterday we saw this in Daf Yomi. Lakish pushed against Rabbi and said, "But by miluim, I don't understand." We have this idea that everything is going to be ma'akev, and that uh, and what did Rav say back to him? Nothing in our Gemara. He didn't answer the question ever. So it implies Tzayin that he agrees with that. So ask the Gemara, after all of this dialogue. Of Rav Yochanan and Rav Lakish, do we say that the Kohen Do we say that the Cohen can learn uh, about his half of seven days from the world of Miluim or from the world of? Uh, uh, oh, sorry, this is not correct. What the Gemara here is talking about this machlokes of Rabbi Yochanan and the machlokes of Hanina, The difference between whether or not whether or not we say that items by Miluim are leikuba if they are forgotten or no, they're only leikuba if they're forgotten. If it is a halacha that applies l'doros and not l'shaita, so it says the Gemara, mai Nahu, let's turn to the top of Hamar if we still have some time, so let's plow through a little bit, it'll make uh, the afiyomi on Shabbos a little bit later. Amar of Yosef, smicha ikha b'naihu, the difference between these two shitas that we just saw on the bottom of Dalad, and between Rav Yochanan and Rivchanina, the difference would be smicha. The manda, amar Kola behen meake behen smicha me'akva, according to the one who says, that every halacha by miluam would be me'akev, even if it's not l'doros, even if it was l'shaita, by nafkeminah, the difference would be smicha me'akva. Of course, smicha, pressing down on the animal prior to the shechita, that was a halacha with some korbanos, not with all. So how, so how would that play out? According to the Mandu Amaru who says that everything is l'ikubah, that even smicha would be me'akev. But, the davr she'in bahen smicha but in, the, in future years, not in the year of the miluam, if you don't do smicha, the korban still works, so that would be an afkamina. How do we know? Says the Gemara, Menola and How do we know that smitha is not ma'akib in future Doros? Answers the Gemara, Datania, because the Brysa writes, Vesamach The pasuk was well, not really written near each other. The pasuk reads as follows: Al and That's what the pasuk writes, and it says, Smicha, putting your head on the animals is not, is not what generates Kapara. What generates Kapara? Velo in Kapara Lebedam. We know that the only time kapara is ever achieved in a korban is with the blood. So then, if that's true, then if that's true, then what then do the words mean? The samach and the chaper. Says the Gemara. You really do get kapara. So it's a chiddush in the Gemara, but the smicha is not is is not halachically required. If it's not done, it's not done. That's how we know the Doros, that it's not me'akib. What's another nafkamina between the two shitas that we just saw in the bottom of Dalat, abeis between Rav Yochanan and Rav Hanina? I think we're just going to do one more here, maybe two more in the we'll stop. I think two more. So it says the Gemara, Rav Nachman, we're nine lines down, in hey, i Aleph. Rav The shaking of the animal parts, we know with some Karbanas, we were obligated to take the animal and shake the parts of the animal. The. According to the one who says that everything that applied in the times of the Milum still applied today, he says that uh, it would uproot the quality of the Corban. to According to the one who says that the only halachos that are the forever are the ones that apply forever. But if it doesn't apply forever, if it's not lodoros, if the halacha doesn't apply forever, then it's not li How do we know that this is true? That it's not the ikuvah lodoros. Ludoros minolandal akvah. How do we know that the shaking of the animals is not leikuba? that if you forget that part of the Korban, you're still going to be Yotzeh, says the Gemara de Tanya, the Tznufa tany, the Pasuk says, by Tznufa there's Kapara, asks the Gemara, the same question that we saw before in regards to uh, another area of Halacha, in regards to Tzmiqa, one third of the way down, all, the shaking of the animal is not what generates Kapara, it's the Zrika Asadam. How then do we know that the Tznoopah is Melchapah? says the Gemara. So the Gemara says that uh, it's as if you got Kapar. Even if you don't do it, you're still going to be able to get Kapar. Let's do just Rav Papa's Naf and then we'll stop. We're halfway down on him, Aleph Rav Papa, Amar, what's the nafkamina between Rav Yochanan and Rav Hanina from the bottom of Daladamid Bay is the difference would be whether or not you have to separate for seven days. According to the one who says that everything, no matter what, any halacha that applies from the time from the halakhos of the Miluim, that it's Le'ikuba, then uh what would we say? That the prishas Shiva, the separating the coin for seven days would be Ma'akhaib, Omar. According to the one who says that ladoros, that in future generations, if you forget to do the prisha, the, the halacha is it's not leikubas. Everything is going to be fine. Now. It'll still be kosher if you're not if, you're, if you don't separate out the coin. How do we know that's true? and akva. How do we know that it's true that if you um, don't separate out a coin, that it's not going to ruin what you did? So answer the Gemara with a gabaldic answer, one that we saw yesterday. If you look back in our Mishnah on and Aleph, what did we see over there in and Aleph? We said that what do we do? We're mafresh coin number one. What do we do with coin number two? We're Maskino, So we just prepare him, but we don't separate him. Well, wait a minute, if coin number one dies and we have to use coin number two, he wasn't Nifrash, he was only Niskan, he was only he was only told about it, he wasn't separated. So like Mar said, all right, the Lodori doros, that yes, you should separate a coin, but it's not leikuva if you don't. We're going to stop right here, almost two-thirds of the way down. We'll continue on Shabbos, Yemir Hashem, with Ravina. And on Shabbos, we'll learn the rest of Ham and Aleph, all of Ham Base Beis, and Yemir Hashem, Daf Vav as well. Wishing you all a beautiful night. <laughs>